Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Ellie Danka, Barty Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for Mind Your Business. And you know, we, we can't stop talking about this COVID 19 mm-hmm. and the disruption to supply chains worldwide, value chain of businesses, all affected. Mm. And of course, SMEs and startups are also reeling from all of this turmoil. There's so much pressure to meet revenue expectations, regular payments on loans, and things like that. So, Oftentimes, I think businesses looking for funding options from venture capital firms may not really get the best of terms. And banks can take a long time to approve these loans as well. You need alternatives. Yeah, and then you've got this whole e-commerce explosion type of opportunities. (laughs) And then the merchants and businesses, they really want to expand Mm. without diluting their ownership. This is when revenue-based finance might be the solution for SMEs and startups. And we want to find out how it'll help. On the line is Percy Hong, who is CEO and co-founder of ChocoUp. Percy, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you on, Percy. And I'm really curious about this name. I I know that you're one of Asia's leading revenue-based financing and growth platforms. You offer flexible, non-dilutive funding solutions across many markets and verticals as well. But tell us more about the company and why this name? What's with (laughs) ChocoUp? Okay, first of all, I'll give you a little backstory. I did a lot of small startups and small businesses, whether it's e-com or regular brick and mortar business, and I had problem with uh, funding myself. So because our, our business is not, uh, doesn't check all the check boxes for, for a bank loan, or we're not a high, high return business like 5X, 10X, that venture capital invests in us. But there's a lot of potential. So, so we did a lot of research and we came up with idea to do this revenue-based financing for, for ourselves and for people around us, for entrepreneurs and, and small business owners around us to do that. So the, the word up because everyone likes to eat chocolate, it's like a energy booster. So our tech line uh, used to be energy booster for your business and hence the name. I, I have a supply of chocolate at home. You're, you're my kind of friend. Uh, so you yes. guys, so wait, a data-driven platform that leverages data analytics. This is quite the in thing, right? Mm-hmm. It is because I think during COVID, during the pandemic, a lot of business pivoted, went from offline to online, digitalization, all the business, even banks, traditional banks, iBankings, or a lot of industry, they're going online. So there are a lot of uh, digital footprints that we can leverage the data what Chocolate does, we have uh, we have two models, off- offline and online, but we're focusing more on the online because there's a lot of data that we can abstract through their through their sales channels, such as Amazon, eBay, Shopify. And then because they do ads, because when you're do, uh, doing business online, first thing you need to do is ads. And then we can monitor the ad span on Google ads or Facebook ads or other uh, channels, right? So we can draw data. Every dollar of ad you spend, you can actually have a return. And after that, when... When you spend on ad, and then when you have higher growth uh, sales, and then we can fund you for your OPEX, you know, your working capacity, your logistic costs, your warehousing fulfillment. So it's like a small ecosystem within your business that we can help fund you. Mm. What are the criteria then? I mean, what do I have to do in order to be able to qualify for funding? Right. So we started this with the mindset of helping people and businesses that you know, that has difficulty getting a traditional bank loan. Actually, we work with a lot of companies that has already has a bank loan or venture 
capital investment. So we're more of a complementary and also helping them to grow. So our only criteria right now is actually you have to be post money, meaning you have to be making revenue and you're and preferably your revenue is growing. How does being an entrepreneur yourself help you pick a, a startup or an SME that Choco Up would invest in? I know you look at top line, you mentioned that at first, but are there right. any other factors in, in perhaps a grid? Yes, of course. We have our qualitative and uh, both our qualitative and quantitative analysis. For our quantitative part, uh, we have a really, really strong team. As long as we believe in the business model, they are growing. And obviously, they don't have reflex like, hey, uh, you know, like like certain kind of debt that 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 is ridiculous. Or because a lot of startups they they're not asset back, and when you don't have an asset, it doesn't mean your business cannot grow. So we're we're providing wow. funding for this underserved crowd because banks normally take, hey, what collateral do you have? Or venture cap will look at, hey, uh, if you don't hit the matrix uh, of uh, uh, three to five x in nine to twelve months, it's hard for them to fund them, right? But for us, we're not looking at this. Of, of course, this means a lot. It's part of our due, due diligence as well. Okay. But we look at the growth a little more. We're more like a partner. We want you to win together with us. Mm-hmm. Because as you grow, the strength of your repayment capability, it's, it's much higher. And, and it's safer for us as well. Mm. Is there a minimum rate of growth <laughs> that you look for? We don't. As long as it's not, as long as you're not losing. Because... A business cycle is very dynamic. You go through different ups and downs and you use different kind of funding and money for different purposes. So we can come in at any point for, to fulfill your, your needs at that point. Because, okay, for investor money, you want to use it on R&D. You want to use it for things that have a longer time for you to get your return of investment. But for something, a quick fix like Aspen, inventory purchasing, or, or even acquiring a smaller business unit somewhere else, we can fulfill this this gap for you. And to add on to all of that, Percy, a bit of a pros and cons exercise when it comes to revenue-based financing. If I'm looking at this and I'm looking to, to, to leverage on that, what else should I pay attention to, especially on the negative side? Okay. So I think the biggest issue that some of our clients have is they, they, okay, we're not a long-term facility. For us, a typical uh, uh, tenure is around six to eight months. So we use, normally we, we start small. Like maybe if the client needs, uh, uh, let's say, X amount, we probably give a fraction to test the relationship. But funding is not the only solution that we give them. We try to help them out with peripheral help pro bono, such as academic advice, helping them to find uh, the right PR partners or introducing them to the next round of funders as well, uh, whether it's a VC or, or, or a PE or, or other investors as well. So because we want to complete their other aspects of their business and, and our funding comes in as more like a, um, a system to get to the next level. So we, we call ourselves a growth partner. Okay. Uh, for the business. I understand while there's no interest being charged in the traditional sense, there are some repayment fees that are levied on these loans? Yes, we charge a one-time fee. So, for example, if we deploy $100 worth of funding, we only charge a, a percentage of this $100 at the end of the tenure. And the, the beauty of this product is because it's tied to your the revenue and because we cannot precisely predict how much you make your company make next month and the following month say in christmas you had a good month and chinese new year you have a bad month so during the bad month 
you don't pay us back as much. So, so that takes the pressure off the business owner and it allows them to have a peace of mind and to continue to work on their business. Mm. Percy, talking about trends, what other trends are you noticing when it comes to financing in Asia? Okay, so in Asia, the whole market is actually very, very fragmented. You know, Southeast Asia alone, you have so many countries and each country has different consumer behavior. You have different types of uh, uh, business. But in general, I think everyone is trying to go digital, even traditional banks. They're having different fintech uh, platforms to to enable their clients. So, in fact, we work with we, we we don't see banks or VCs or other funders as competitors. We actually have a very good relationship with them. We work with them together because we can enable some higher risk uh, companies and startups by, by a bank standard. We enable them. We grow with them until a level where the banks can acquire them as a as a merchant themselves. So. So I believe what we're doing, so uh, we, we are trying to help this, this whole ecosystem to be a small part of it, to, to grow all this business so that they can leverage on other funding options as well. Mm. The thing is, there are some disadvantages, right, to taking the grow now and pay later approach. For one thing, you might end up borrowing more than you can afford if things go south in, in the future. So how do you guard right. against that as well? Okay, so for us, our risk team, I think they're one of the best in any financial service company. We are very, very cautious. Um, we typically take a very, very conservative approach. We speak to our client a lot and we come up with the best solution for them. The amount, the first tranche that we deploy might it will not be enough to cripple. I mean, the repayment scheme, right, is not so hectic where they can afford over the next six to eight months. So so we come up with a very reasonable number and a very reasonable fee we, because we hope to retain a client. And in fact, 90% of our client has used us two to three times. Percy, a bit of a forecast question. How, how do you right. see the fintech, the fintech landscape evolving over the next five years? Hmm. I believe for sure it, it, it's going to grow uh, rapidly quickly, whether it's the B2C uh, sector or it's uh, B2B sector, because, you know, the pandemic has, you know, caused a lot of uh, us to change yeah. the way we think about business. And and even traditional business have to go digital. That's the only way to survive. So this market is only going to grow. And the younger generations, a lot of them, they don't even have, um, I mean, a lot of people don't even use a computer anymore. They just go on their tablet, their phone, <laughs> and everything is so seamless, you know, with a click. You don't have to even have to build your own website. You you can just go on those platforms and you can start selling within a day. And then it's so the the, the bar of entry is so low and and so I believe this is just gonna be this is the future pretty much. Of course, the success of business lies in being able to anticipate the future, right? So what you've mentioned, I think we could all guess because we're already seeing those trends beginning to entrench themselves in our day-to-day living. But moving forward in terms of things like data analytics, AI, machine learning, how do you see all of this evolving to change the landscape in an even more complex way that businesses need to take note of? I think... From a business standpoint, whether it's the fintech or traditional financial service or financial, any other business, right? Fundamentally, it's the same. I think tech and, and AI, all this, it's to help make it uh, a little more seamless, make it easier for users 
and save time. And, and time is money for, for everybody, for businesses especially. So, so when you can save on that and reduces error, I think that, that would just increase the speed of, of productivity, efficiency, and effectiveness for everybody working or, or, or buying stuff or selling stuff and, and doing business as well. Yeah. We've been speaking with Percy Hong, who is the CEO and co-founder of Choco Up. Percy, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.